All right, you ready? Yep. Lights. <laughs> Camera action. All right, here we go. Well, hello, guys, and welcome back to another edition of the Leadership Download. As you know, my name is Travis Van Dusen. Back here with my friend uh, Cameron Singh, and today we have another exciting podcast to uh, share with you. Cameron, do you want to introduce our special guest for today? Uh, yes, Travis. So we are in part two of our discussion with Don Overcash. Um, and Don Overcash is a good friend of mine. He's the mayor pro tem of the city of Loveland, also on the city council and a principal trainer for Sandler Training. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this discussion of part two. We're talking about success regardless of outcome. And if you didn't get the chance to uh, catch part one, feel free to catch part one on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or go to our website, theleadershipdownload.com. Um, also, just wanted to give a um, plug for our upcoming webinar that is actually Mastermind that is coming up on. It's going to be we're going to be talking about creative, creating positive change, and that's going to be on March 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, so, if you want to register for that free Mastermind course, Travis and I are going to have some special announcements about the leadership download and kind of the way forward for our venture. And uh, so I really hope you can make it and register. Um, you can register at theleadershipdownload.com. So now we're going to go into part two of our discussion with uh, the mayor, pro tem of City of Loveland, Don Overcash. And that leads then to the question you asked earlier, and I kind of I kind of ducked it on you there temporarily, Travis understanding the call. Um, so based upon who I am, what I value, it helps me determine how am I going to invest my time? One of the biggest challenges is uh, for, for leaders, for all of us, all of us is time management. Now, if I had put down time management there, that's not very interesting because everybody talks about time management. And they write books and they give talks about time management. But many times it's, it's task-driven versus really core-driven. So because I know who I am, I know what I value, I, then, I can then make decisions of how am I going to use my time. It's my time. How am I going to invest my time? Well, if I am identity driven based upon performance, I'm tempted then to invest my time in order to seek the approval of others, whether it's my wife, my kids, my parents, my employees, right? My clients, you feel the tension? How are you going to do that? And you wonder why we're on medication <laughs> or whatever we do to deal with all the stress that we're creating it for ourselves. But if I know what's important to me based upon who I am and I know, then I have a better sense of what I'm going to do, invest my time. And we choose. And when people say they don't have time to go to the health club, they don't have time for that committee, they don't have time for that project, that's an excuse because I don't think they know 
what they have time for. So that's important from a time management perspective. Jack London made a quote. It's a great long quote. It was in the San Francisco Bulletin in 1916. The only reason I know that is I saw the recent James Bond movie. And at the end, he says, I will use my time. And it's, a pre it's preceded by, you know, you can live your life and go out like a meteor or a pile of ashes. And it's a wonderful quote that a lot of people know. Uh, I should memorize it, but uh, the important aspect of it is how we use my time. But I want to use my time wisely. I want it to be productive. I want it to be for the right reasons. And that's what leads to this concept of identity. Because most people, what happens with their goals and with the projects? When do people quit? At the beginning of a project or at the end of a project? At the beginning. They either don't get started because they failed so many times, so they never get started, or they quit in the middle. Mm -hmm. But if I understand that this is important and why it's important, even if I don't want to do it, um, Cameron, as you know, uh, I, I uh, ran a, a political campaign uh, last year, and I announced in January for an election that's going to be in November. And it's a, it's a minor position. It's mayor of a community of 80,000 people. Uh, I'm already a city councilor. I got the same vote, whatever. And it's like, and I didn't want to run. I, I, I just, I, I didn't feel compelled to run initially. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like, do I really want to invest all this time, all this effort, a year, and do all that work, why? Really, why? For what reasons? Because, and I had to really think that through. Um, similarly, I took over a company that was in bankruptcy. I mean, it was clo close to bankruptcy. I was given 18, I was given a three-year contract. This is over a decade ago, more than that. And I was said, you got 18 months, you got a three-year contract, you got 18 months to fix it or close it. Why would I take on that assignment? I think I had to think that through because it's going to be tough work, isn't it? It's going to be a lot of hard decisions. There's going to be lots of opportunities to make excuses to bail. It's impossible to fix. These people are incurable or whatever it might be, right? Lots of opportunities and that's where everybody quits. But I'm known for being perseverant. I mean, people know this guy is, if I bite on your ankle, I ain't letting go. I want, uh, you know, it's a positive trait that can sometimes get in the way. So I only apply that when I know I'm compelled to do something. I can do no other, even though I don't want to. I'm compelled to do it. And why am I compelled to do it? I'm compelled to do it, whatever that might be, because it honors my values. It has to connect. So when I commit to something, I'm all in. Regardless of the outcome, I'm all in because I'm prepared to do that which is necessary. I've been working and I've made the decision, not for money, not for approval, not for praise. I'm compelled to take on those big tasks because I'm driven, I have no choice. Kicking and screaming, I have no choice. I have to do it. Mm. And that gets me to the end. Yeah, um, 
You make some good points there. When we talk about identity and calling, Don, uh, and I know young people, you know, in their 20s and 30s, as they look to you know, grow in their professional career and, and pass, um, they, they often identify their calling and identity, but then they lose it along the journey, uh, whether it's a, going after that six-figure salary, going mm -hmm. for fame, going for social media followers or what that might be. And, you know, you operate in a lot of different spaces. You offer, you operate at, you're part of a city council, you work for a private company, uh, you, you're, you're involved in a lot of different domains. And how have you, um, you know, being involved in all these different aspects um, throughout your, your, your journey, how have you stayed true to yourself and continue to remind yourself, this is who I am, this is what I do, such as valuing people? That thank you for bringing it up because it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of a, uh, something that happened to me that uh, really solidified that years ago that process. Um, it's focusing on behavior. Uh, most of us focus on outcomes. We're outcome driven. We want the prize. I'm going to work hard so I get the gold. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work hard so I get the trophy. I'm going to work hard so I get the bonus. I'm going to work hard so I get whatever it might be. We can't, we can't control outcomes. We can influence outcomes. We can't control outcomes. Uh, I'm going to exercise today so I'll wake up tomorrow healthier. I have no control over that. I mean, for whatever reason, I, I can't guarantee that. No matter how hard I work out today, I might not wake up tomorrow, right? But am I going to lose the value of the day? worrying about it so why bother working out because i can't guarantee i'm going to work wake up tomorrow right so i don't do a good behavior for myself because well i can't control the outcome but yet we're really always focused on outcomes so here's an example um it was prior to me becoming a sandler trainer i was a client at the time i was a young client younger i should say uh young and young and client experience with with the, with the organization uh, and I was managing, I was running a business. It was a business that I was given, what, so much time to pull out. I became a business turnaround specialist, uh, accidentally. I started life as a pharmacist, turning drugstores around and taking care of people. Next thing you know, I'm running medical education, communication companies in the, in the healthcare sector and pharmaceutical industry in particular. And at the end of one year, I received a bonus check, much to my surprise. And it was... Well, for me, it was a, a lot of money. I mean, you know, I grew up, like most people, getting by, put myself through college, you know, one of those kind of stories. It was a quarter million dollars. I, I'd never seen this check that big that was for me. You know, I sold million-dollar projects, but nobody ever gave me a quarter of a million dollars. Um, that was beyond my imagination growing up. And, uh, and I had earned it in the eyes of the person who gave it to me, the CEO of a large public corporation. Gave it to me personally, because I hit the top number, hit the bottom number, hit all the metrics. It looked, I mean, Cameron, it was, Travis, it was like textbook success. I knew what I was supposed to do. I did it and exceeded it. And it was awesome. A tremendous performance, right? It was awesome. And I got this reward. I went home, gave it to my wife, and 
you know, I was a good husband. I gave it to my wife. I didn't go out and spend it. I gave it to my wife. She banked it, of course. And I said, honey, you, you know, save this because you never know what the future holds. So, you know, we got to do what we got to do with it. And, you know, I'm really fortunate this year in the discussion. The next year, folks, I hit the same number and the top number. I hit the bottom number. I hit the metrics. I nailed it. Excuse me. The company and the team nailed it again. Besides, they all got bonuses, too, for the previous year. Mm -hmm. Right? I took care of that. I was given a pile of money, and I could also distribute that as I wished. The next year, another great year. I mean, oh, my goodness. This is like MVP two years in a row. I'm feeling really good because I'm thinking about this one uh, lady that worked for me, a director of operations. I knew that the money I gave her last year bought new windows for her house. And I already talked to her about goal setting for next year. And I said, if we can nail it next year and we, we have the same performance and I'm able and we're able to bonus our employees, our associates, and I'm able to bonus you, what are you going to do with it? So I'm helping her visualize it. She says, I'm going to pay for my son's college education in one payment. Done. Because I'll have enough saved and that amount, if it's similar, will put me over the top. It's going to be out of the way because he goes to college next year. And so now think about it. We visualize this. What? It's, all, it's not about making money. Look what she's going to do with it. She's really excited. Say, so I get my bonus check next year. Oops. I got $20,000. What's that tell me about what I'm going to get from my employees? Not a whole lot. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, what happened? All the metrics were there. The other person didn't value the performance. Ooh. Senior guy changed. Didn't value the performance. Whatever. Who knows? Life's not fair. Get over it. But what do you think the reaction was in the organization regarding my leadership? And commitment to them and their own performance. We did all the things we were supposed to do. Mm. They didn't lose any sense. They didn't quit. They didn't feel unappreciated by their leader. Yeah, they had some thoughts regarding some others. But <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do. We did. We behaved. We worked hard. We were disciplined. We made good decisions. We did all the activities you're supposed to do. Now, going into the next year, what are we going to do? They had a, we all got a really good lesson, right? And I've been learning this and studying it for years. We continued to do what we were supposed to do, not relying upon an outcome that we couldn't control. We felt good about the team, about each other, about our clients, about our business, about ourselves. Because you know what? We did what we expected each of us to do, each other, regardless of the outcome. We were successful regardless of the performance evaluation of a poor leader. So we embrace that. That leads to something I always like to say. We embrace the outcome. What do we learn from that? How can we grow in that? What can we do differently? What were we responsible for? Any shortcomings? 
Uh, and then we made decisions of what we're going to do going forward. Within a year, I left the organization. And everybody knew why in the team. And we're still communicating with each other 15 years later. Wow. We're still, yeah, we're still in relationship. We're still learning from each other. We're still encouraging each other. We're still supporting each other. Why is that important to me? Go back to the beginning of our conversation. I value people. They knew it all along. So regardless of where we're working and making our money and paying our bills, see, what was the real takeaway? The real takeaway wasn't the check he gave us. The takeaway was a check he didn't give. We weren't given because we learned and we they, they got it. They understood the value of that and they've carried that forward in their lives. So rather than becoming a victim of poor leadership, we celebrated the fact that we were all good leaders with one another. It's because we understood what was important and did it. And we were doing things for the right reasons. It was a real, I, I worked there probably six years. I lose track of the time over the years, but it was a number of years. So I had a team that was very stable. We grew. It, it was an awesome experience. A great way to move from one career to another. And then I became a, I left, I became a Sandler trainer uh, and business owner. Um, so I get to do this with a lot of companies. So I hope that's not too long of an answer, but I, and I hope it's a, an enticing story. Uh, I could go on, but that, that experience was, I mean, I tell that story all the time when it, when it comes up because it, it's so real. It really illustrated the importance of how these four points come together. Affirm who you are. Know who you are. Understand why you're compelled to do certain things. And it's easy then to say, you know, that's a great idea. It's a great opportunity, but I'm not going to do that because I'm going to put my time over here instead. And I don't feel guilty about it. I'm making good decisions. Not that they're all perfect, but I have a good rationale for how I invest my time every day and everything I do. And I focus on what I can control. I am responsible for how I behave. I am responsible for myself. I am not a victim. I am responsible to prospect for business. I'm responsible to study, become a better a better worker I'm res or a better leader. I'm responsible to, to learn how to become a better spouse. I'm, I'm accountable for that. It's no one else's. And whatever happens, I can live with as long as I'm working on the right things because mm -hmm. I've learned to accept. I didn't win that election I referred to. I lost by, it was, it was very thin. And what could I have done different? I don't know. I know this. I have more support now than I had when the election occurred because I continue to behave in a manner that's fitting, that's appropriate, instead of playing victim. And boy, we see that on the national scene when things happen, right? <laughs> well, we need to be living that in our own lives because that's where we have influence and power. All right. Hey, guys, and thank you so much for joining us today on the Leadership Download. If you found this uh, content uh, helpful and productive for you, let's ask you to share or like, comment, or, or on whatever platform you're listening on. You know, we are on Spotify. We're on Apple, Apple Podcasts. So we are across multiple platforms. But we thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Also, check out our free mastermind course coming up on March 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern. 
Um, here we'll be making some, also some very important announcements. So to find out more and to register, you can go to our website, theleadershipdownload.com.